What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Rewired Soul Podcast. It's your host, Chris. And as you probably already know from the title of this episode, it's a little bit different because for the first time, it is just moi. All right. So yeah, I've taken a little bit of a break. So I want to catch you all up to speed on what's been going on, what's coming up for the podcast and all that good stuff. And yeah, before we jump into that, if you're new here, make sure you're following the podcast, make sure you're subscribed. We just started this thing in May and we have like over a hundred episodes. So if you're new, you got plenty plenty to listen to all right so make sure you're following the podcast and make sure you're following me over on instagram and twitter uh because even though i haven't been uploading new episodes i am always around on social media i love chatting with all of you guys getting different book recommendations and all that type of stuff all right and i also do some writing over on substack that's all linked down in the description below all right but anyways without further ado let's get started with me talking about what's been going on All right, everybody. So sit back, relax, and yeah, let's let's chat a little bit. So yeah, like I said, you know, we started this podcast in May, and we have I think over 130 episodes. Um, the time of recording this, it's Christmas Eve, and I've read uh, I think 377 books so far this year. So I love having authors on here chatting about all sorts of different topics. Um, you know, I've had so many amazing guests this year and it's been awesome. And yeah, I'm a, I'm a workaholic. I, <laughs> that's why I upload so many episodes and talk about so many different topics. But yeah, as some of you noticed, um, I haven't been uploading lately, which is crazy because for a while I was doing five episodes a week, sometimes six or seven episodes a week just to get things going so i i wanted to say first off i ain't going anywhere as long as i'm reading and as long as authors are replying to my emails and wanting to come on to chat about their books i am not going anywhere for the foreseeable future so what's been going on and before i, I jump into this <clears throat> you know i i hope by the end of it anybody listening you know uh because like there, there's so many just difficult things that we have all go through so i hope by the end of this you have just a little bit a little bit of hope that you can get through some of the bullshit that life throws at us all right like many of you know i got sober back in 2012 i was a raging drug addict and alcoholic and the fact that i've been able to stay sober through this living in las vegas especially like trust me, you can get through some stuff as well. And believe it or not, a lot of the stuff uh, that helped me get through this nightmare scenario I'm going to tell you about um, was, came from a lot of these books and amazing authors. Uh, you know, so that's one of the reasons I read so much is because there's so much wisdom and insight and stuff like that. And just learning about psychology, philosophy, and all these different topics. So anyways, anyways, what happened? I'm going to try to summarize this as best as possible. This would be like a three-hour episode. So anyways, uh, my beautiful girlfriend and I, we have been living together for a little over three years. And the apartment we got, it was great. And, you know, we haven't had any issues with the apartment or anything like that. We're great tenants. 
We pay like religiously on the first of the month. We're quiet. We stay to ourselves. We try not to hassle the front office about maintenance stuff. The only times we've like called and like interacted with them was uh, when our AC would go out in the summer and in Las Vegas, like you got to have AC. But anyways, <clears throat> early November, I believe the date was November 6th. We saw a rat. All right. And I've lived in Las Vegas since I was 10. So about 26 years, but I have never seen a rat here in Las Vegas. So I was like, okay, this is just a little one-off. This is weird. Uh, we saw that something, some, some critter was eating like our bread in our pantry. And then we found this rat and we got rid of it. And that was the beginning of November. And we started getting more rats, right? <clears throat> well, this went on for weeks and leading up to Thanksgiving, we, we haven't seen my mom in, you know, like a year because of COVID and all that. And she was coming to town. Well, uh, when she got there and I told her about the rat situation, see, like, like a dumb guy, I was like, oh, my, my mom, she loves animals. She has uh, a chinchilla, which is a rodent, right? She has a lizard, which is disgusting. So she'll probably be fine with rats. Right. But you know, uh, she wasn't. <laughs> so we ended up having to get her a hotel last minute on Thanksgiving. And, you know, when she was coming down, the rat problem just got exponentially worse. So we ended up spending hundreds of dollars, uh, on groceries, her getting a hotel. And we basically had to cancel Thanksgiving. And meanwhile, our apartment complex was not doing much. All right. They would come over, they'd set traps. They never spent more than like 10 minutes in our apartment. And, you know, we, we just felt like, you know, they just didn't care. And, you know, this, this whole year, last two years, really, I've been difficult for a lot of people. And one of the reasons uh, I've been trying to talk about this and share this story is because, you know, as you'll see where this story goes, like, I think a lot of people are being you know, taken advantage of because of the terrible economic circumstances that a lot of us are in. And I think it's important that we chat about this because, uh, as you know, I've had a lot of guests on here talking about, you know, issues with, uh, you know, with capitalism, you know, these power dynamics between, you know, the ultra wealthy, the people in power, you know, the people who have no power and no say. And that's kind of what I saw with this. So, one of the reasons I feel like our, our apartment complex wasn't taking care of this was because my girlfriend and I, we've been there for three years and we're pretty much, I guess, grandfathered into the rent that we're paying. And yeah, here in Las Vegas, rent has gone up on average about 27% just in 2021. All right. So looking at our apartment, I'm not going to give you the exact number of how much we we're paying in rent, but I'll tell you this. Looking at our apartment complex, it was for the same exact uh, apartment we had, it was about four or $500 more than what we were paying. So our theory was that they didn't really care about this. And they were even saying things like, oh yeah, you guys can move out, you know, whatever. Um, Cause our, our lease, fortunately our lease was coming to an end, but they were like, yeah, you guys can just move out. Like they weren't being helpful. But when we think about it, like we're losing that money, right? They can move us out, fix that little rat problem and somebody can come in and they'll be making much more money, right? So after Thanksgiving got ruined, you know, like I, you know, I don't like confrontation. I don't like, you know, getting people in trouble and things like that. But 
this was just killing us like psychologically. Like my girlfriend, she's in grad school for social work. She's been doing her practicum, working at a, um, a mental health clinic. Uh, and on top of that, she has school. So leading into December, this is right around finals time. And she is just so stressed about all this stuff she has going on with school, as well as rats, right? And both of us struggle with anxiety. And uh, unless you're like familiar with some of my YouTube videos, you wouldn't know this, but my desk was in the dining room. So right behind me was the pantry. So I'm turning around every five seconds because I think I hear something. I'm just waiting for a rat to just like jump up on me or something like that. So it was affecting her school, her practicum. It's affecting my work and what I'm trying to do. And it's affecting our sleep. Like we go to bed every night worried that a, a freaking rat is just going to crawl in there. Well, eventually, um, mid-December. So, well, eh, yeah, probably I think around the 9th or the 10th, something like that. No, nope, it was the 8th. It was the 8th because they gave us 10 days. Around the 8th, they finally, they finally said that they would put us in a hotel room. And here's why. So we have this little uh, cat monitor. Well, it's not a cat monitor. We turned it into a cat monitor, <laughs> right? A friend gave it to us. It's basically just like a camera for your house. So what I ended up doing after they cleared out some of the dead rats from the pantry, I put a camera in there. So I finally sent them a video and there was like five or six rats and I had a clip of them and they're like, you got to get out of that apartment. You know, you can't live there, you know, whatever. And they, they wanted us to move into another apartment, but we, we didn't know what we wanted to do yet because we really liked where our apartment was. It was back. It was, you know, kind of some privacy, like where our apartment was located. So they put us in a hotel for 10 days and it was a decent hotel. We brought our cats and we lived out of that hotel room, but this is where the story gets even worse. All right. So it didn't feel like it was, it, it was an option for us to go to another apartment in the complex. So we started looking for other places to live. And I wrote a very detailed um, story about what happened as we looked for another place, but man, it was rough. So like as a recovering drug addict, I can't tell you how terrible I've always been with money, right? Like aside from my drug addiction, uh, you know, my, my parents were never good with money. And they had terrible credit scores. They were always, you know, robbing Peter to pay Paul. And even though I had like clothes on my back and a roof over my head and stuff like that, we were always broke. And, you know, this is why, you know, when we talk about wealth inequality and all these other things, like we have to understand, like some people aren't taught these things. They're not taught about saving and investing and all these other things. Like it took me forever just to even realize like why, you know, a 401k matters. But anyways, destroyed my credit, you know, never had savings. Well, I, earlier this year, fortunately, I finally decided to get my financial life together. And I've been working so hard. I've improved my credit score, like amazingly improved my credit score. Um, I finally have savings, you know, all sorts of different things. Well, some of you know this, I was laid off in September, right? But I figured, you know, us looking for an apartment that, that shouldn't matter because I have a ton of money in savings, right? Like I'm not going to give you the exact number. And yeah, I just, I, I don't think it's necessary to publicly, you know, talk about, you know, exact numbers when it comes to money, whether it's rent, whether it's 
the bank account or whatever, uh, unless like it's very, very important to talk about it for that specific piece of content, but whatever. I had a bunch of money saved up, fortunately, bunch of money in investments, my girlfriend from her student loans and her grants and scholarships. She had a bunch of money, but anyways, we have more money sitting there in our bank accounts than ever before, but it was a nightmare finding a new place because she was a student and I'm unemployed. All right. So regardless of how much money we had saved up, like we're talking like we could outright have paid for months and months and months of rent in advance. But they said, no, we need to see a steady source of income. And it didn't matter that we've paid on time for three years at our last apartment. And it was crazy what they were telling us. They were telling us that you needed like two and a half times rent in your bank account for at least three months, right? So let's say, you know, it's a thousand dollars a month, which no place in Las Vegas is a thousand dollars a month, but let's just use that as a number. Let's do some quick math. So you need two and a half times rent. So that'd be $2,500. Uh, and you need to be able to have two and a half times rent in your bank account that covers about a year. All right. So 2,500 times 12. I can't do that math off my head, but that's tens of thousands of dollars. They want that sitting in your bank account just for you to get approved. Now think about that real quick. Think about how many people have been laid off or unemployed or whatever. The, uh, the people who run these apartments are expecting you to just have this amount of money saved up when the average American doesn't even have $400 in case of an emergency. So we went to apartment after apartment after apartment complex. All of them were saying the same thing. And I was hitting this really bad place. Like I actually had to go to some 12 step meetings because I just couldn't understand why nobody would help us. Like nobody would help us. Nobody would work with us. When I asked them questions just to try to understand the policy better and all that, they'd get angry, right? And that's something our, our apartment complex was doing as well when uh, we're trying to get this rat situation handled. You know, like I wasn't even letting my son come over because uh, he's usually over on the weekends or, you know, during uh, holiday breaks. I wasn't even having him coming over. Uh, fortunately, his mom was cool with it, but I didn't want him dealing with those rats. But they're acting like we're being an inconvenience because we have so many rats running through our apartments. But everybody was just acting like we're a hassle. And I'm like, we're trying to find a place to live. Right. So. You know, we're doing this and this is one of the main reasons why I haven't been uploading uh, episodes of the podcast. Like I have just been so overloaded cognitively. It's been wild, right? So I had uh, Aaron from Embrace the Void on here uh, a few months ago and we, we talked about how, you know, there's research around how people in poverty or people who are stressed make worse financial decisions. Um, and it's because when you're, when you have a lot of stress, when you have a lot of things going on, you're using so much of your cognitive energy, right? Like our decision-making part of the brain is the prefrontal cortex and it is just spent. So we can't do other things and make smart financial decisions, but that's not what happened to me. The reason I'm saying this is because I was just so overloaded that I couldn't do anything else. So I couldn't upload any new podcast episodes. I couldn't write. And I'm a creator. Like I go nuts if I'm not 
just creating stuff. So even though we were in a hotel and I had time, I brought my computer and everything. I just couldn't, I, I couldn't upload like any free time I had that wasn't driving around to apartment complexes, making phone calls, sending emails, all these other things. Anytime that I wasn't doing that, I had to just chill. Right. But the good news is I, you know, something that I've done since getting sober is I don't flake, right? Like there better be some kind of crazy disaster. Like I'm talking like King Kong level, like lunacy happening for me to flake or cancel. Right. And I ended up recording some of the podcasts from the hotel room. Like I'm not going to flake on that stuff. And that's just something that I do. It's part of my recovery because when I was an addict, constantly flaked, just constantly flaked, canceled, rescheduled, all sorts of stuff. So one of the things I do today to try to be the opposite of who I was, was it, or what I try to do rather is be as accountable as possible, right? As accountable, as reliable as possible. So, you know, a lot of the guests, they were cool enough to reschedule as we were making this transition into the hotel and all that. So I did record some new episodes. I have a bunch of awesome episodes coming up. Can't wait for you all to hear them. But anyways, you're probably wondering like, Hey, so what's going on? Right? So we, we were given 10 days in this hotel. Time is running out. We can't find a place to live. Our apartment was still infested with rats. So it's not like they fixed the issue. They said they had to tear down the walls, find the nest and all this other stuff, right? They didn't find it. So it's not like we could just move back into our apartment, uh, go into another apartment in that uh, complex wasn't an option. And real quick, I'm gonna time out because if I, was, if I was listening to this story, I'd be like, hey, hey, crybaby, why don't you just take one of the other apartments, all right? Well, one of the reasons I was upset is like moving takes a lot of time, all right? And moving isn't free. You got to rent a truck. Like even if we move to another apartment in the complex, you got to rent a U-Haul, right? You got to, you know, if you're lucky, you can find a friend who's going to help move. There's still all the packing of boxes. It's a lot of time. It takes money and all that. But the reason we didn't take those uh, other options was because we value our privacy because uh, as many of you know, who've been listening to the podcast, I was canceled before. And during that time, uh, I was getting a lot of threats. Um, I was worried about, you know, stalkers. I was worried about uh, people doing something like crazy, like swatting. I was worried about so many things that, you know, I was glad that our apartment was like in the back of this very large complex and the other options they gave us we're in very high traffic areas. Some were like right off of like the main street, which is an extremely busy street here in Las Vegas. So that's why we didn't take it and they weren't giving us any other options. Right. So anyways, we couldn't move back into our apartment and just fortunately, like my girlfriend and I, we had this ride or die, just badass friend helping us out. Right. Like she's, like, you know how you have like, you know, different levels of friends. Like you have like your best friends, right? The people you grew up with, the people you talk to all the time. Right. And then you have like, uh, you know, uh, close friends and you have like acquaintances and you have like, you know, work buddies and all this. But anyways, our friend is like kind of like acquaintance territory, right? Like we've talked and everything, like we've, we've talked quite a bit and we've hung out and all sorts of stuff and she's awesome. But anyways, out of all the people we know, 
out of all the friends we have, she just put in so much work to help us find a place. She ended up uh, knowing like the, the general manager of one of the apartments we were uh, applying at and just, you know, just worked and worked and worked to like get them to work with us to let us move in there. Then she found another guy who owned, uh, you know, a condo and she talked to him for us and linked us up and, you know, and was trying to get him to work with us. So, you know, she was just phenomenal. Just, she went so far above and beyond and it's, you know, stuff like that where I'm just super, super, super grateful. But anyways, as the days count, were counting down until we could move, uh, uh, or until we had to leave the hotel, um, we ended up getting approved by both of the places that our friend helped us with. And it was just such a relief. I cannot tell you just such a huge relief. We got approved for both places. We already paid our application fees. And one of the places was a lot closer, a little bit more convenient. And the guy didn't pass less like one of the other places did that we got approved for. <laughs> so we ended up taking this place. So anyways, we ended up leaving the hotel on the 18th. We couldn't move into this place until the 21st. So yeah, that's the other thing. All this stuff is going down during the holiday season. Like, I'm not a super big holiday guy. Uh, my girlfriend's always like, why don't you care about your birthday and stuff? Like, my birthday and my sobriety birthday are on the same day. I'm one of those guys where it's like, no big deal. Like, if it wasn't for my son, I, I just wouldn't be doing holidays. Like, they're just not my thing, you know, whatever. But Christmas is my shit. All right. I love Christmas. I love the holiday season. I love, you know, just like the second after Thanksgiving, I'm like, let's put up the tree. Let's decorate. I love, I think the reason I love Christmas is just because everybody just seems a little bit nicer and kinder. And it's just that, that spirit in the air. Right. So it was kind of mind blowing that nobody was helping us during this whole situation, but yeah, we were able to move into our new place on the 21st. So we got out of the hotel on the 18th. We have to go back to our rat infested apartment for, uh, yeah, three days before we can move into this new place because they had to finish doing some construction and stuff like that. They were like redoing uh, some of the painting and some of the other issues from the previous tenant. But yeah, we moved in here on the 21st and we have just been moving like crazy. Like got the U-Haul, been packing, moved as much stuff as we could with the U-Haul. Now I'm just using my car back and forth to bring the rest of the stuff. So we haven't even set up, uh, you know, a Christmas tree or anything like that because I'm like, what's what's the point? You know, like we're still, you know, working on unpacking all of our boxes and all this other stuff. And I just told my girlfriend, I'm like, listen, let's let's just call this season a mulligan. Like we got each other a couple things and we just gave them to each other early. She got me some AirPods. So like listening to books is just a whole new experience. I can't tell you how great they are. Like I've always been like, I don't want AirPods. I'll lose them. I don't even see the benefit, but let me tell you, they're worth it. But yeah, we, we moved in here and, you know, now we're just kind of finishing up stuff with the other apartment. Our lease was up at the end of this month. And yeah, like I said, this was so difficult. Uh, we had to cancel Thanksgiving. I haven't been able to see my son as much. The other day when we were moving, I was like, oh, okay. Because, you know, this, this ended up turning into a better situation and 
I, I hate to say it, but it's something I was taught in 12 step programs, like where we, we talk a lot about how some of these bad situations turn into something really good. So they were about to up our rent at our last place, a couple hundred bucks. Well, we ended up finding this new place. It's very inexpensive and we're upgrading from a two bedroom to a three bedroom. So my office is no longer in the dining room. I actually have my own room for an office, but yeah, I was excited too. You know, my son was going to, uh, come help us pack up, move, set up, uh, you know, his new room and everything like that. But, um, he, uh, he was blessed with, uh, some of my genes and I seem to have passed down some asthma to him. Uh, but his asthma hasn't been bad in such a long time, but when he was helping us move with all the dust and cat hair and stuff being kicked up, he, uh, the night, um, after the day of us packing and stuff like that, he just couldn't breathe. So I had to take him to an urgent care and stuff like that. And his mom ended up driving across town and meeting us at the urgent care. I'm just like, yeah, just, you know, take him back with you and all that. Uh, because she has like the breathing machines and the nebulizers, you know? So, um, so that was kind of scary, but he's doing great now. He got his medicine and all that. And, um, his birthday is next week. Uh, he's a new year's Eve baby. So we're taking a trip since my girlfriend's been so busy with grad school. We're going to Northern California to visit her family. Uh, she has two little brothers, her mom, her grandma's out there. One of my best friends who I got sober with back in 2012. He actually lives in the same city as her family. So I haven't seen him in probably over a year, maybe two years since the last time we went up there. So yeah, we get to go there. My son, uh, you know, he's coming out there. We're going to make sure we bring his breathing machine, but yeah, we're finally getting settled in. I don't even think before we leave, uh, we'll have everything unpacked, but I'm just so glad to put this all behind us, you know, and just move forward. Because like I said, this. The situation is actually working out much better. So anyways, there's a lot of really cool stuff on the horizons. There's some other stuff in my personal life that uh, seems like it's it's heading in a really good direction, which maybe I'll write about or talk about a little bit on social media once I have some more information and all that. But yeah, I wanted to hop on and let you all know uh, what's going on for any of you who don't follow me on social media, which you should be. Uh, if you've been wondering, like, yo, this guy uploads uh podcasts like all the time. Where where's he been? And I felt bad and I've been wanting to. I've been really wanting to sit down and just record this. And right now my girlfriend's uh helping her aunt wrap some presents. I've had some free time. I, I had a lot of work I had to catch up on. My email inbox is just overflowing because I've just been so, so, so busy. So I want to check in with all of you and let you know that I'm not going anywhere. And yeah, we have some really cool episodes uh, coming up. Um, I, I I recorded an episode with um, David Robson. He was a previous guest on the podcast. He has a new book coming out. Uh, I had Will um, Store come on. He came on uh, a few months ago to talk about his brand new book, The Status Game. Well, he's written multiple books and we talked and uh, we chatted about his other book called Selfie, which is about uh, social media, how it's changing us. And, you know, um, some of the toxic effects of like our self-obsessed culture. So we had a really good conversation and then going into the new year, so many awesome guests, so many great people I'm talking to. Um, I'm talking with, uh, Bridget Fetisey, 
She has an amazing, just huge podcast, and I can't wait to chat with her. She got sober. I think she got a sober sober a year after me, so we're both in recovery. But we also um, see politics, like kind of through the same lens. So it'll be interesting to talk about some of these political topics uh, and see maybe if it's something to do with our, uh, you know, recovery. But yeah, I have uh, other guests like Nicholas Christakis, who is a just crazy, amazing doctor, professor, badass. Uh, a lot of you might know him from Joe Rogan's podcast or Sam Harris and stuff. He's coming on. But yeah, a lot of cool episodes coming uh, coming up. So stay tuned. I'll be back uh, next week. Uh, like I said, we're going to be out of town. So I'm probably going to take that week off too. And yeah, so I'm thinking like uh, the week of what? The week of like the 3rd, January 3rd, I'll upload uh, the next episode. All right. Uh, I have uh, Oliver Berkman. He's back on too. So, so yeah, we got, we got some cool stuff. So thanks for bearing with me. Um, and yeah, like I said, when I started telling you guys this crazy story, I just hope, I, I hope if nothing else, it gives you a little bit of hope. Like so many of our friends who knew about the situation, they were reaching out to my girlfriend and I, they're like, how have you guys not just snapped? How have you not lost it? How have you not gone crazy? Right. And, you know, uh, just speaking for myself, but this is one of the reasons my girlfriend and I work together so well, like, uh, you know, I've, I've gone through a lot of shit in my life, you know, from my, my drug addiction to my, my childhood with an alcoholic mom to just so many other just things that I've been through in life. Like all of these things, we can look back on them. And when new stuff hits us, we're like, Hey, I've been through worse than this. I'm going to get through this too. Right. And that's kind of how we did it. And, you know, my girlfriend and I, we just kept each other sane. Sometimes I'd be pessimistic and she'd lift me up and when she would get pessimistic, I'd lift her up and all that. But, you know, you just take these things just one day at a time. And, and there, were, there were really some days too. There's a little hack I, th- I, t- I learned when I was in early recovery is, you know, I, I just asked myself, like, what would I tell my son in this situation? Right? My son's only 13. Well, he'll be 13 next week on New Year's Eve. But if he was older, if he was in his 20s dealing with some of this BS, like, uh, I, you know, what would I tell him? Like, what advice would I give him? And for some of you, it's like, what advice would I give a friend or, you know, whoever that is. But that's something I've learned. It helps me step away from the problem and look at it a little bit more rationally, less emotionally. But, you know, sometimes we just have to sit and experience our emotions. Sometimes we have to accept, like, this situation, like, it fucking sucks, you know, but we accept it, you know. And thank goodness for, you know, my mindfulness practice, for, you know, the, the, the therapy I've gone through. Uh, uh, I, I still have 12-step meetings I can go through and just bent, you know. I went to this random tiny meeting with a bunch of, like, I was... I was the youngest person in there and I'm 36. So I'm not like super young, but like I went to this random meeting because I just was at a breaking point and it was like, it was only like five or six people and they're all, ugh, I hope I'm not like making them older than they were, but they were all like at least in their sixties, some maybe seventies or eighties. Right. But I just went in there and vented about like the rat situation, all these other things and stuff. But yeah, that's one of the cool things about being sober. One of the reasons I will defend 12 step programs until the day I die, because if nothing else, like I always have a place where I can go and just sit and hear some, you know, hope from others or have people who are willing to listen and all that. So I hope you guys took away something positive 
from this episode. And yeah, I've been I've been talking way longer than I I expected. So yeah, uh, again, before I let you go, make sure you're following me over on Instagram and Twitter at the Rewired Soul. I've been talking about this stuff like just bits and pieces here and there. So some of you were already aware of this. Um, but yeah, if you're not following me, make sure you do. <laughs> so you'll know like different updates and all these other things. But I love chatting with all of you. A lot of you, you know, reached out and stuff when I wrote like a very long piece about like how stressful this has all been. And I appreciate you. Like we have a great, great, great community here. So yeah, if you're not part of it over on uh, social media, just follow me at the Rewired Soul. Um, I will also hopefully uh, pick back up on some of my writing. I wrote a piece just the other day. But uh, down below, uh, we'll see the link to my Substack. And if you become a paid subscriber, uh, once I start uploading again, I upload all the episodes early for paid subscribers. It's $5 a month or $50 for a year. Help support what I'm doing. Help support deal with all the craziness going on in my life and my book habit and all that stuff. Um, but yeah, some other ways that you can support the podcast that are absolutely free share these episodes, maybe not this one, this, this would be a weird introduction to my podcast, <laughs> but share the episodes with different authors and all that. Uh, if you like any of the topics, we talk about a lot of important stuff from philosophy to psychology, to politics, to social media, to social issues, and just so many different things. So share those episodes, that helps out a lot. And head over to Apple Podcasts, leave a rating and review. Huge help with the algorithms, all right? But lastly, uh, for any of you who are interested, if uh, uh, you're interested in therapy, right? Like I said, therapy is one of the reasons I've been able to stay sane through all the bullshit life throws at us. There is an affiliate link down below for BetterHelp Online Therapy. And I actually started using them when I got canceled in 2019, which I can tell you was way worse than what we've dealt with uh, in the last couple months here. I turned to BetterHelp Online Therapy. I had a Walton therapist. It's online. It's affordable. You work with a licensed therapist. So I, I vouch for them like crazy. So if you want to check that out, there's an affiliate link down below for BetterHelp Online Therapy. You get some affordable therapy. A little bit comes back to support what I do here. All right. But anyways, it's Christmas Eve. I'm probably going to upload this thing real quick. So if you celebrate Christmas, have a very Merry Christmas. Uh, tomorrow, I'm going to head over to uh, my, my son's mom's house, drop off his presents, check out some of the other stuff that he got, hang with him a little bit, come back here. Uh, so yeah, I'm excited for Christmas, even though it's much different than previous years. So if you celebrate, have a Merry Christmas. If you don't celebrate, just have an amazing day. All right. And yeah, I will be back in a couple weeks. So I will see you all next.